This is Let Your Voice Be Heard, right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Hello. Oh, yeah. You gonna interrupt my singing like that? Uh, You don't sing that well. I sing. Yeah, you're right. All right, guys, what's going on? This is Stanley Prince, and this is Let Your Voice Be Heard, your favorite radio show slash podcast slash Facebook live show, and it's coming on the PC ones and twos every week to you on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Did you hear that? That's one of our other show people in the studio, and he is talking to one of the show people who listen to the show. Does that make sense? No. It doesn't. I know. Anyways, guys, I'm Stanley Fritz. You can follow me on Twitter at Stan Fritz. You can also follow me on Instagram at Stan Fritz. You can find me on Facebook again because my suspension, my 30-day suspension is gone at Stanley Goodhair Fritz. Or, if you want to keep it on the low, go to my burner account, Stanley Nyberg Fritz. How did you celebrate when you were finally um, back on Facebook after the suspension? I asked people on Instagram what I, my first post should be uh-huh. and they gave me horrible advice and would tell me to say things that would get me suspended again immediately L- so really? i did not listen to them yeah good i'm glad you were smart enough this time around i didn't to say not it. get yourself su- oh yeah no the second time you got suspended you're right it wasn't really your fault well like it wasn't it was like my fourth or fifth time i got suspended <laughs> but you know yeah <laughs> well hopefully a lesson learned or maybe too much, not too much well um, welcome to the know, show I, do, I don't know i just want to oh. say something about this because it seems oh, like like when you say some real ish about what's going on with racism in this country you get suspended from facebook but meanwhile white supremacists are allowed to say whatever they want on facebook like all the time and they're not getting suspended so like what's mm. going on I don't, I don't know like that really bothers me well facebook has committed to making sure that all racism and white supremacies is addressed and taken care of so they're going out to black people it makes perfect sense <laughs> Totally. Anyways, who are you? Hi, good morning. Happy Pride. Yes. Happy Pride, everybody. Happy Pride Month, guys. Happy Sunday. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard, where we talk everything from culture, politics, and social issues every Sunday from 11 a.m. to 12 noon right here on WHCR 90.3 FM and also via podcasts if you are listening via Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeart, Stitcher, or iTunes. Big shout out to you. Thank you so much for that. My name is Selena Hill. On Instagram and Twitter, you can follow me at Miss Selena Hill. Miss is spelled with an M-S. And then the formal spelling of Selena, as in Gomez. And then Hill. No, people get it messed up. Thank you very much for that in-depth explanation of how to spell your name. No, you should see how... I mean, there's a a number of variations on how you Mm -hmm. spell Selena. I don't know. I feel like Selena is something you should know how to spell. My name's a little more difficult because everybody thinks that it's spelled with an I, but it's not really spelled with an I. Mm, That's a good point. Yeah. Anyway, so I guess that brings me to who I am. I am Alyssa Fuchs with an I. I-L-Y-S-S-A-F-U-C-H-S, if you're nasty. Mm. Um, I'm your political and legal correspondent, and I guess I'm also your token gay this week. (laughs) Um, So happy Pride to me and to everybody else that's watching and listening. Um, And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. My cousin had a baby. Congratulations. So I went and saw the baby yesterday up in Newburgh, and it was really cute. What? I don't know. Speaking of. Okay. Sophia, right? Yeah, her name is Sophia. So, so Sophia. Um, speaking of babies, so Cardi B's baby culture, who I've been obsessed with, she has been so viral. Who you also don't know, right? Anyway, no, it's don't I, you know Selena's besties with Cardi? 
mm. in my mind. You're going to hang out at Summer Jam this afternoon. That, I mm. had I dream about Cardi all the time, so hopefully this will be the time you, I get you, to Are you sure her. you don't have something to tell us, Selena? <laughs> no, I dream about interviewing her. All the, we were, no, I had a dream that Cardi B, that you know, we were together, and all of a sudden she turned into... She No, 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 Stanley. She turned into... Um, she was actually being played by Je- um, Jennifer Lopez, and all of a sudden Cardi B had the talent of Jennifer Lopez. It was... Well, but she already has a talent of Jennifer Lopez. And she doesn't dance, Stanley. Cardi uh, B is a stripper. She can dance. No, but not have like you ever technical. Been to a, have you ever been to a strip club? There's <laughs> not. There's nothing much more technical <laughs> than, than twerking. Okay. No, than a pole. <laughs> Go to a pole dancing class. No, real quick. that's that's aerobics. Like I get. I mean, um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm I get not it. Waiting into this, but yeah. any, all I'm trying to say is. They're big. They are very different as artists, as entertainers, and all of a sudden, like she just had that. I don't know. If she was pl- she was being played by Jennifer Lopez. Mm. It was a great dream. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyways, I just also shout out to everybody that's watching on Facebook Live, on Instagram Live. We appreciate you. And um, I also shout out to WHCR for these great mics. Uh, they look great. We feel good in studio. We feel like you can see us now. So we're really yeah. excited about that. So um, thanks to whoever at WHCR made that happen. Probably Professor Harding because she's awesome. Yeah, yeah so our station manager. Shout out to our or, station manager. Well, what are we talking about today, guys? Um, you know I never prep, so I don't know what's happening. <laughs> well, you're leading a segment Am about <laughs> Stonewall Pride mm. and the attack via the uh, Trump administration on trans rights and the LGBT community at large. So we'll be having an in-depth conversation about that as we kick off Pride. I know President Trump tweeted about you know, something like Happy Pride, but it's so like it's so much hypocrisy coming from his administration so mm. I, I just want to remind Donald Trump that pride doesn't mean that you slept with uh, <laughs> Stormy Daniels that has nothing to do with pride just in <laughs> case you're confused you yeah. can be prideful of that but yeah I think this is right on this one uh, and before that we have a lot of other news going on of course there was another Becky um, situation oh, a Becky incident yeah is it the be- barbecue Becky barbecue Becky there was incident. a barbecue Becky situation a, a white woman pulled out a gun on some um, black people who are just trying to picnic and live yeah. their best lives. Oh, so, so we're we talking about pic- that. Picnic Becky? Yeah, Picnic Becky. That's what it is. It was horrible. Boo, Picnic Becky. Yeah, and of course, guys, if you want to let your voice be heard, feel free to call us up at 212-650-6903. You can also chime in via our Facebook Live. Leave those comments. We will try to read as many online, I mean on air. And also we are on Instagram live as well. So shout out to all of the people who are watching now. Yo, is anyone watching on Instagram live? I don't know. We probably have. Probably got like two people. Uh, was, and thank you for that. We appreciate yeah, it. Yes, so our intern Sydney's in the background over here holding it down on our IG live. So if you're on IG live, make sure you say something nice to Sydney. Be like, what's up, Sydney? Do you think They thing, can't queen? even see her. Or can they? They can't. Open your Stanley. third eye, Selena. All right, Stanley. Um, yeah, so uh, again, guys, we have a great show lined up. Feel free to let your voice be heard. We're going to go on a quick break, but we're going to kick things off with the exciting news that happened this past week. Alyssa, this first song is for you because I care about you. We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHCR, the voice of Harlem. If you are just tuning in, this is Stanley Fritz. I'm here on the PC 1s and 2s and 3s and 4s and sometimes 5s and 6s, but we never had that many guests in studio. And I am over here playing all the greatest tunes that should be edited but may or may not be edited depending on what you just heard when we did or did not play that song. And I'm also here with Alyssa Fuchs with the snapback pointed back like she always does. Wait, wait, hold on. I got to show you what this says. Mm, Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Spread love. I was looking at the I back of her that. shirt. Well, I was looking at the back of her shirt. I'm like, oh, the back of her shirt I doesn't say like anything. My shirt says love, equality, pride. Love, equality, pride. I love that. And of course, Selena Hill. The what, Is that yellow or gold? It's golden yellow. The golden yellow mommy. Mm. <laughs> and guys, this is the news is, roundup. This is so awkward. Selena Summer Jam Hill. Mm. <laughs> Don't let her put you up on a Summer Jam screen. Mm. I do not have that access or control. You see, she can't even floss on herself. Guys, this I know, is, right? we're back on Let Your Voice Be Heard. Anyways, this is the news roundup where we talk about things that made you laugh, cry, curse, flip a table, or just maybe do the cat daddy just a little bit. We got a lot of things to talk about today. I'm very excited to talk about all of the things today. But first, I got to give a major shout out to Jim Jones for his new album. Amazing. If when you did were it from drop, Stanley? Yesterday. No, well, Friday, actually. If you were from New York City, if you were from New York and you missed that hard sample soul sound of I could kill you, but I'm going to go party first, then go to the gym and lift mad weights and then sell crack to the community. <laughs> Jim Jones <laughs> what? is what you need. Stanley. No, but for real, like, it is an amazing album. I love it. He even, ha- he even has a song about Trump, but somehow still found a way to talk about selling crack. If that's not New York hip hop, I don't know what is. And of course, I've also been listening to the um, Tyler, the creator, his album. It's amazing. There's a song on it called Earthquake that I want to play for you guys. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's, yeah, that's it's, a good one. It's really, really good. So I'm very, very happy to be here with you guys today. But, but I, now it's time for the news roundup. And I got to tell you, there's something that's taken over the Twitter sphere. What? So there's penis yelp. We'll talk about that. But first, <laughs> there's been a long going debate. So a certain group of people feel like you don't have to wash your legs or your feet oh, I heard about in this. the shower. They say that. Now, I'm not going to say it's white people, but it's not black people and it's not pe- people of color. Whatever's left after that are the ones who have been fighting and saying you don't have to wash your feet in the shower. So I thought I would bring the debate here. Selena, do you wash your feet in the shower? Yes. I wash my feet and my legs. I don't know. No one said legs, Alyssa. Are you feeling guilty about something? I don't know. I mean, uh, the, the thing that I read queen. on Twitter was that people thought that if the soap runs down your body, it washes your no, legs. No, no, no. What? People, <laughs> people thought that. Well, all right. Let's go back to last summer when we had a whole debate over the washcloth. What, what was that? that? Oh, because white well, people don't use a washcloth. Yeah, because we use a poof or something. No, but I use spoofs. I use a washcloth and a spoof. Correct. I use both. Correct. <laughs> Oh, like a washcloth just get all mildewy. Yeah, you don't. You only use it once or twice, and you replace it. You know that, right? <laughs> that's oh. a lot of washcloths. That's like feel like you're spending a lot of money for something. That's why you have a cupboard. What, what, what is happening? You need a cupboard. You I just get a poof. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You're like, do you just run the soap down your body? I'm gonna get suspended <laughs> on Facebook again, and it's not even my fault this time. Well, you know what? <laughs> Regardless of people's preferences of cleanliness and no, hygiene, take a, clean your chicken and your feet. No, you don't clean your chicken because it sends. No, yeah. see, this is a misconception. <laughs> you know what cleaning your chicken does? It sends E. coli all over your kitchen. Every good chef, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, everybody who's a good chef knows that if you wash the chicken, the only thing you're doing is spending E. coli all over your kitchen. Chicken doesn't need to be washed. So it cooks off when it cooks. We, we will settle this. We have a <laughs> we, we now have a Facebook group called Be Heard Politics, Culture, and Power. We're going to put a poll up for you guys on there, and you can decide whether you should be washing your chicken before you clean it. There's a scientific um, reason why you I, shouldn't wash your chicken. I don't care chicken. about science. I care about what my granny with the diabetes <laughs> and the big, the big right foot said. She said, clean your chicken with some lemon juice or get out of my house. I'll say this. I clean the chicken in the sink so it does not get all over the counter. 
and then I wash yeah. the sink well, out. Why yeah, are you cleaning you, the kitchen? Splash, I don't want to waste a lot of time on this. When you splash water on the chicken in the sink, it splashes little droplets of water with E. coli all over your kitchen. That's why most chefs don't clean chicken, because when you cook the chicken, the E. coli cooks off. Can I just say this? I didn't know there was a science. I thought it was just stereotype that certain people no. didn't clean chicken. But now I know. Guys, Facebook fam, if you clean or don't clean your chicken and you want to leave a comment... Let us know. Well, and learn something new every day. Well, um, you, you know what we else we learned this week? Speaking of what? things we learned, Donald Trump tweeted that Russia helped him get elected. Isn't that fun? Yes, and then he deleted that tweet. <laughs> he is he like he. I don't know if he understands that that's a presidential record. Every time he says something and then he just tries to delete it, it's still on record. Like he admitted it. It's it was horrible. Yeah, I, nothing's gonna happen though. I mean, really nothing. Well, they're trying to impeach him, Stanley. No, they're well, not. they're thinking about it. They're no, Pelosi, she went on Jimmy Kimmel, and she pretty much gave an argument about how she read the, um, the Mueller report, or basically the things that she understands. There are impeachable offenses that was committed by the president, and it sounds like she is strategically planning on the best way to move forward. I don't know. Bill Clinton got impeached for less. He <laughs> exactly. Like, he like lied about getting some under the table. Yeah, but anyways, <laughs> I want to show some people. Speaking of some under the table, <laughs> penis Yelp. Penis so yes. here is what's happening on the Twitter sphere, and also another reason why I love Twitter. So someone decided that it would be a great idea to create a Yelp account, but for people's ability to lay the pipe down. So if you go to Twitter right now and type in Big Fish Yelp, <laughs> I, I don't know about that one. Penis Yelp, but just use the D word instead of penis. You will find an account that is sharing reviews of people's ability to have sex. One of my favorite ones that I saw on there that popped up in my timeline was someone they said who got musty after the climax. Ooh, which, <laughs> who were they talking about, Stanley? Wasn't I'm, it a famous person? Just say it. It's I'm already on listening. Twitter. So uh, I'm, I'm not here to cyber on. bully, you know? Like, Stanley, it's already in the public reporting the news. Right, go find it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's now also uh, a Yelp Wait. for the sexual performances of women. Oh, yeah, what's this that is not called? like not something new. It's just new on the internet. You yeah. know, how, you know, there's this thing. It used to be like you called your girls after you were with some dude or some girl, and you were like, "Yo, uh, this is what girls, happens last night." Job. You know, and you either told your girls like it was really good or, or it was really trash. <laughs> now there's just the internet for that. You you Pretty can much. go on Twitter if I if listen. I asked a couple of my guy friends what they thought their penis shop would say, uh-huh. and the, the responses were pretty funny. One guy was like, chatty patty. <laughs> what, meaning then, what? He's chatty afterwards? No, chatty during. Oh, okay. During. Yeah. Oh, during. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you for clarifying. Um, my penis shop would probably say, loves Netflix. What? And making, oh, Netflix and, and chill? And making macaroni and cheese. I don't, it, Stanley, clarify. I know. You're not supposed to understand, <laughs> Selena. <laughs> well, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Was Sydney is totally no? Don't explain to her, Sydney. Don't, don't, don't. Someone, Facebook fam, explain. So, somebody will explain this to Selena. If, yeah. if, okay. if you're on Facebook Live, tell us or IG Live, or you're listening on podcast. Tell us what your penis show. You know um, my mom's watching this say. show right now. I'm sorry, <laughs> mom. Guy, I'm, I'm sorry. We took a week off, and you see what happens when we come back. We what are was, so chaotic. You know, you know what, my, you know, and uh, not, not. If I was to leave a review, it would say, "Keep that penis away from me." Period. That's <laughs> what it say for you. You know why? I'm big and gay. I'll well, say, I mean, I but you say also, this. You know. So happy pride. I'm all for people expressing and sharing and talking about their sexual experiences don't and sexuality. However, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I don't feel comfortable with anyone talking about other people. Like, I would never want someone to expose me or talk about me on Twitter, especially something as intimate as, you know, these experiences. So I don't know. 
I mean, Stanley yeah. got a good kick out of it, but no, I mean, you're, I, the, you're the people, you're the person that's actually supporting it. I'm not supporting penis Yelp. You know why? Yes, you are. Because I don't want to get caught up on that Summer Jam screen. I mean, I wouldn't because I've been with the same person for like damn near seven years now. How do you know so. she's not penis yelping you behind your back Ooh. under a, a pseudonym? Get him. All right. And like, <laughs> what, what? She gives me a bad review and me and her going to talk about it. I'm like, listen, <laughs> I was tired that day. I couldn't stretch. I didn't drink a lot of water. I was lightheaded. It was hot in the room. The you AC wasn't working. I had my period. Like I got, I got excuses on deck. I can't. Stanley justifies this weak pipe game. Look Listen, at that. it is a race. All right, it's not my fault if you didn't finish. Anyway, <laughs> I want to talk about something else. Fine. <laughs> Just to switch gears, pivot a little this bit. Anti-blackness. No, all right, it isn't. No, actually. I actually have a good example of anti-blackness. Oh, so as I mentioned earlier, there was this elder white woman who was working at the campgrounds of America. And she um, saw these two, uh, a, black, a black couple, mm-hmm. um, a man and a woman. And they were picnicking. And I think that they were in the wrong area. And they didn't make a reservation. So this woman came out and she started brandishing a weapon. Like literally was like, you guys need to leave. And they had a weapon. But the thing is... The man, the black man that was there, he said, you know, I was he served in uh, one of the military armed forces. And he said, it's funny because actually it's ironic that while he was serving overseas, he's never encountered a situation like that where someone's like put a gun that close to him. Whereas he comes back home and look what he has to deal with. And it was very reminiscent of what was happening during World War One and World War Two, where we had, you know, black people serving in the military, um, you know, saving our country and, 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 and putting their lives on the line. And and then they came home to um, overt racism. Yeah, I heard about that story. It's white people being white as usual. And if you don't think you're that kind of white person, then talk to your nasty white cousins who are that way. Um, I'm glad that they're not dead. Too many of those stories mm. end with they felt threatened and that black person is dead. Um, I'm glad they're, they're, nothing bad happened to them. But I'm not surprised that this behavior is happening. There was a cop who was telling a guy, I feel threatened. You have a gun. And he kept saying that to the guy until he realized the guy was recording him and that there was obvious proof that the guy was not actually doing anything. And then he stopped. And that's what saved his life. Mm. So, you know, we were, we were at the State of Black New York hosted by the Urban yesterday. And Tamika Mallory made a really good point. She goes, those nice suits and ballroom dresses won't save you from getting shot by the police or by white people in general. And this is just another reminder of that. I mean, there was a part in, uh, uh, what's it called? The Shoot, I can't think of the name of the book the right now. Give? No, um, uh, Coates' book, where he talks about one of his friends. Between the World and Me? Yes, Between the World and Me. Thank you. I was I was having a mind fart, I think they call that. Where he talks about one of his friends who was a well-educated black man. I think he was even a professor at Harvard, and he ended up being shot and killed by... I could have some of the details wrong, but I, I you know, the, the gist of it is that he ended up getting shot and killed by the police when he was driving home one night following getting pulled over where the police thought that he was armed and dangerous um, and, you know, how that affected um, Tanahashi Coates. So, gotcha. you know, it's it's, uh, you know, as a civil rights lawyer, obviously, I'm not a person of color, but I deal with these issues all the time. Mm-hmm. And what it comes down to is the, you know. We have the law and we have the Fourth Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, the Sixth Amendment, all these constitutional protections. But when you're in the situation, when you're with the police, like they have the power. And yes, if your constitutional rights were violated, you're going to be able to, if you survive, of course, um, vindicate those rights later on down the road with a lawsuit. But in that moment, like you can say, I have rights as many times as you want. And the cops are in control of the situation. And that's very scary. Well, speaking of cops being in control and it being extremely scary. 
Uh, Don L just left a comment on our Facebook Live. He said, hashtag when they see us. Mm. And it's so funny. I was literally just about to bring up the story. We know that Ava DuVernay has uh, directed and produced a series on Netflix called When They See Us. And it talks about the Central Park Five. We've went in depth here on our show. And I think we even had one of them um, call in a few years back. And we remember this is the story where five young black boys were framed for allegedly raping a white woman and after spending years in their life and and, and, the, and years of adolescence in jail and losing these uh years um it, it found it turns out the evidence showed that they were innocent all along well yeah and so the, the doc the the, the mini series came out on netflix have you guys watched it at well all? I haven't watched it yet. I, you know, it's really difficult for me to watch stuff like this because of the fact that I do this every day. Yeah. And so sometimes when I get home and I'm not at work dealing with these issues head on, I really just need to have some self-care and take a break. I, I want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it tends sometimes to give me anxiety and I have to just, you know, mm-hmm. watch it little piece by piece. I mean, right now I'm representing not anybody from the Central Park Five, but I'm representing, you know, almost uh, 90 plus people that have had their rights violated by the police. And I have at least... Uh, Uh, two wrongful conviction cases right now where people spent years of their life in prison uh, for crimes they didn't commit. So, um, you know, this kind of work is really important and this kind of documentary is really, really important. Um, But I guess for me, I I just don't know. um, You know, I have to be able to like get myself prepared to be able to watch that kind of thing. I'm not going to watch it. I I can't. I just can't. Did you try, Stanley? I tried. I put like I went to Netflix. I hovered over it. Um, and it like on my Netflix, it starts to play automatically, and you see the kid. He's in the interrogation room, and his voice is shaking, and he goes, "Are my parents here?" And the cop goes, "No one's with you." And like I, my chest got so tight, I turned it off. Wow. I, I can't do it. I just cannot do it. Mm. And it's important for people to watch. It really is. But like you don't need like we know how screwed up the system is. Yes. Take care of yourself. I don't think I'm gonna watch it. I just can't. Speaking of things, I know we're going to wrap up the news roundup. I just want to say really quickly, uh, speaking of atrocities, a New York teacher made black students act as slaves in a mock auction, and that (laughs) teacher was fired. I want to say when I was in middle school, I had a teacher who literally, we were talking about slavery, and she asked one of our male students who was tall, he was black, he was about like, 5'11 or 6 feet and we were all in 8th grade and she was like come up here and she was like you know I know this is horrible but do you see him he would actually be worth this amount of money during slavery because he's healthy he's young and at that time I did not think that it was something wrong or derogatory it made the experience real for me to literally see a white teacher pull up a, a young black boy and to, and, and to put a value on him as a slave I was like wow this is real and I didn't take issue with it you don't take issue with it. I take issue with it. We have plenty of examples to show just how dehumanizing white people have treated black people. You don't have to reenact slavery or do some kind of auction. Just turn on the TV and you can see that. Or, you know, like if you really want to teach, like te- then show like realistic documentaries, make students read important books written by black people. Like there's so many other ways to delve into this topic of the historical racism in the United States and slavery than to actually hold a mock slave But we did that as well. We read that we watched um, the roots. Um, roots. We watched the original Roots. We read books. But in that moment, it made me realize that, hey, if I was born 100 years earlier, I would be a slave. 
That's ex- it, it, it made them more. And I'm not saying it was right or wrong. I'm just saying how I perceived it, gotcha. especially as a child. Well, if you guys want to call in with a question, a comment, or a curse word, the number is 212-650-6903. Again, that's 212-650-6903. If you're listening on Facebook Live or IG Live, leave us a comment. We will try to get to you. And if you are listening on a podcast, leave a comment or tweet us at BeHeard underscore radio because your voice is important. We don't do this to hear ourselves. We do this to hear from you. Uh, Selena, just to wrap that up, I'm... I'm glad you were able to feel that I don't trust white people to have a conversation or do anything around slavery or the sins of their dirty ancestors when it comes to black people. So I would not want my child, if I had a child or my niece or any child in my life to have to go through that. White people have only proven to perpetuate white supremacy. So I'm not going to let them try to help black kids reenact it. That's just not something that I want to do. On that note, we do have to take a quick break. But when we come back again, we are talking about trans rights and how they have been under attack from the Trump administration. Again, happy pride. We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHCR, the voice of Harlem. If you are just tuning in, this is Stanley Fritz. I'm here with Alyssa Fuchs and, of course, Selena Hill. And we are talking about pride. Happy 50th anniversary to the Stonewall Riots and happy, I think, 50th, 50th anniversary to the Pride Parade. But you know what? A lot of things have happened. So, guys, do you know how the Pride Parade even started or how, like, the modern LGBTQIA movement got their legs? You probably don't. And because I want to help you guys be great and because I want you guys to know the things, I am going to read a snippet from an article from The Tempest. And it really gives you a good idea of what was going on in 1969. In 1969, queer life was decidedly not something that could be celebrated by mainstream culture. Police regularly raided gay nightclubs, arrested people who were wearing clothing that didn't conform to their assigned gender roles, or were suspect of soliciting same-sex relations. Up until 1966, the New York State Liquor Authority would shut down or otherwise punish bars that sold alcohol to members of the LGBTQIA community. In 1969... Homosexual acts such as kissing, holding hands, dancing together were still illegal in New York. So on the night of June 28, 1969, police raided the Stonewall Inn, a popular gay bar that is still open in the Greenwich Village. You guys should go there. It's pretty cool. Stonewall was one of the few bars that welcomed drag queens who were often shunned from other LGBT spaces. The police started arresting bar patrons and bringing people in. And the night was going, you know, like most night raids that police did in these bars until... A black, lesbian by, a black lesbian by the name of Storm Delavari was hit over the head by a cop because she was quote-unquote complaining about how tight the handcuffs were. Outside of that club, folks had too much, and Marsha P. Johnson, Marsha P. Johnson, a black drag queen, and Sylvia Rivera, a Latinx drag queen, were two of the first to actively resist the police. They started throwing rocks into the windows, shot glasses, and fighting back, which led to six days of riots and fights in the neighborhood surrounding the Stonewall Inn. And this move and this moment is what really helped to galvanize the, the, like, the modern gay rights movement. Now, if you let Hollywood tell it, it was a white man with blonde hair and blue eyes and a chiseled chest who did this, and he was very proud of it, and his quirky black best friend without a personality or real plot line was there sometimes. And if you listen to America, America has always loved the gays and the trans. Well, not really the trans, but sometimes the trans and the lesbians when it's lesbian porn. So this is not a problem. You can have your marches and your speeches. But as we know, 
People in the LGBTQIA community have been not just ignored, they've been attacked, they've been ostracized, they've been pushed out of modern society, they've been murdered at record numbers, protect trans women, by the way. And they have not always been at the forefront of modern society. We have not always treated them well, which is why I'm pretty amazed to find out that Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia are getting a statue in New York City. And it's not just that. As Pride Parade is coming up this year, the NYPD has a pride car. That's right. They're going to stop you, frisk you, choke you, shoot you, fear for their lives, and also say they're happy with you being gay until they're ready to arrest you for sex work, even though they have no proof. And on top of that, the knuckle-dragging white supremacist of Donald Trump put out a tweet just on Friday celebrating Pride Month. And he's so happy for all the contributions these people have put into the community. And he wants to know, for you guys to know that he really gives a damn about the community. But what he doesn't want you to know and what a lot of us don't know because we're not paying attention because this is not directly impacting our lives as straight cisgender people, as a straight male who was born as a male and agrees with my gender identity, I don't have to pay attention to this. So a lot of people who are in my shoes also don't have to pay attention to this. But for the people who are living it and the people who are comrades in the fight, they know this is happening. That Trump's administration is pushing to remove sex, discrim sex discrimination as a civil rights violation. And they're saying that these people, trans people, they don't actually know what they're talking about. They don't know what their, their gender identity is. They're making a mistake and they're sick. And you got to get rid of these protections this way. We can make them go back to the genders that they belong in. And while that's also happening, the Trump administration just rolled back two controversial legal provisions related to the Affordable Care Act. Protections against discrimination based on gender identity and based on the termination of pregnancy. Advocates for the LGBTQ and women's health care fight have pushed back against this, but the Trump administration obviously does not care. And while that's also been happening, we also know that Donald Trump has pushed to stop trans people from being able to participate in the military. The Trump administration and Republicans, by extension, are going after everybody in the LGBTQIA community, but particularly trans people. But before we just throw all the weight and the anger towards them, let me tell you something else. Regular old folks who claim to be progressive, liberal, radicals, or even just regular, don't show much love or support the trans people. As a straight black man, I still have trouble showing up for trans people or speaking up and being good comrades to trans people. So all of us are guilty in the light. But in this moment, we're kind of confused because as we're celebrating, we're still dealing with all of this mess. So before we really take a chance to unpack all of this mess, what I really want to do is have a second of reflection. The Stonewall riots and Pride are now 50 years old, and this kind of stuff is still happening. Is the LGBTQIA community still under attack? If so, why? Selena. Well, I would like to relinquish that to Alyssa, who, you know, is on the spectrum as well and identifies as non-binary first. Yeah. So, I mean, what was the just pose the question to me again, Stanley, just because I, I missed the last part. I was getting so actually I loved your intro. I was getting so into it. Sorry. So I said um, this 50 years old, now the Stonewall riots and and Pride and the, LGBTQ, the LGBTQIA community is still under attack. Is it still under attack? And if so, why is it still under attack? Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, absolutely. The LGBTQ, uh, you know, for, uh, uh, LGBTQ people are still under attack, absolutely. I mean, right now, in 2018, um, you had almost the highest rate of violence against trans people. At the same time, new studies are revealing that, you know, attempted suicide amongst trans people is extremely high in the United States. Um, LGBT people are still subjected to an immense amount of violence, um, but this violence seems to fall more on the trans 
trans community lately. And I think that the most important thing that I think needs to be taken away is that a lot of people felt that gay marriage was like the pinnacle of what needed to be done in terms of the LGBT community. Mm -hmm. And so once gay marriage was achieved and the Supreme Court said that it was illegal to ban gay people from getting married, a lot of people just were like, oh, fight's over. Gay (laughs) people can get married now. But the truth is trans people um, have always sort of gotten the short end of the stick when it comes to LGBTQ people. Um, And so as I sort of mentioned, you know, trans suicide is still on the rise. Uh, Trans killings are on the rise, especially now under the Trump administration. Um, You have literally the Trump administration that is uh, tweeting out happy pride while stealing rights away from trans people, which I know we're going to get into talking about later on. Um, White supremacists, obviously, just as they don't like black people or Jews, really don't like LGBT people and especially do not like trans people. And even amongst people who identify as LG or B, uh, people who identify as trans or somewhere on the trans spectrum um, have not universally been accepted by other people within the LGBT movement. So I think there's a variety of different things happening, but ultimately, I think think the thing that most people need to realize and take away is that this fight is ongoing. And in fact, this fight is renewed um, with the rise of white supremacy and with the rise of the hate that we see that's come from the Trump administration and the things that they are doing to trans people directly. Yeah, I mean, mean, we've seen this before. Uh, In 2016, Donald Trump claimed that he was going to be the president for LGBTQ people. And while he was campaigning during 20 in 2016, Um, Him just making that statement really made him a standout in the Republican Party when it came to other uh, Republicans who were running for president. And he the media just took that and ran with it. And now he's gearing up for his election in 2020. And we see all these headlines. Oh, Donald Trump becomes the first president to celebrate and acknowledge pride and to say happy pride month. The first Republican president. No, these are what the headlines are saying. They are really championing him. But where but. And if we take a deeper look, what's really happening, there are immense setbacks for the trans community and LGBT people. For instance, Trump himself, he has championed a rule that the Department of Health and Human Services are pushing that would allow for health care providers that includes doctors, nurses and teachers to turn away LGBTQ people and others based on religious grounds. And not only that, the HHS Office of Civil Rights last week proposed a new bill to strip uh, protections from discrimination in the Affordable Care Act, which would allow for discrimination against all LGBTQ people. The list goes on and on. He's been uh, attacking and assaulting the LGBTQ community for years. Even in 2017, he banned trans people from serving in the military. So now all of a sudden he says happy pride. He's just doing that so that it can look like he's not as anti-gay as he really is. Well, you know, like Trump should miss all of us with that. Uh, There's two... Uh, uh, are we actually going there now? You want to jump into this stuff about the ACA? Yeah, we can go ahead. You can go to that. Okay, so there's two aspects of this new rule that Selena just mentioned that stand out as uh, particularly deceptive and disturbing. Um, so the first thing that you need to remember is that the ACA's definition of sex discrimination comes from Title IX of uh, a separate law. Um, Title IX obviously says that you cannot discriminate 
against people on the basis of sex. Um, so now Health and Human Services uh, is citing two court decisions claiming that Title IX's ban on sex discrimination does not protect trans people. Um, and they also cite two other district court decisions that have reached the opposite conclusion. However, the majority of courts, what they don't tell you is that the majority of courts have actually found that Title IX does, in fact, uh, protect trans people. And so HHS is sort of wrongly implying that the district courts are split on this issue when, in fact, they are not. The second thing that it does is it says that um, the four uh, decisions that have come out of the district courts can be read to encompass anti-trans discrimination. Um, but however, what you really should know about that is that the courts that have actually addressed this issue, again, have unanimously agreed that anti-trans discrimination is, in fact, dis- sex discrimination. And finally, the... Another passage in this rule actually says that merely compelling non-trans students to be around trans students might itself constitute sex discrimination. So what essentially um, the Trump administration is saying is not only do trans students not uh, do not have a right to sue if they are discriminated against, but that other students that are not trans could actually sue if they have to integrate with trans students. And I, I think another big part of this that we should take away is we've seen these arguments before. We saw these arguments in 1954 in Brown versus the Board of Ed. Great point, Alyssa. I know we have to take a quick break, but when we come back, we have a prominent trans activist on the line with us who is going to let her voice be heard. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. And we are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHCR, the voice of Harlem. If you were just tuning in, this is Stanley Fritz. I'm here with Alyssa Fuchs, Selena Hill, Sydney, the lit intern. I got to come up with a nickname for you. Yeah, Sydney, the lit intern might be. Sid Zaddy. Yeah. No, nah, you ain't a Zaddy. I mean, you could be a Zaddy if you wanted to. Anyways, <laughs> we're back, guys. And we have a special caller on our line. This is a good friend and an activist in the fight for social justice and also a very loud advocate for trans rights, Charlotte Clymer. Charlotte, let your voice be heard. More- Hey y'all, how's everyone go- how's everyone doing today? So far so good. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing okay. Just having a nice little Sunday morning here in DC. Oh, nice. There we go. So, Charlotte, we're happy to have you on the call. So, I'm um, just to give you an update. We were just talking about some of the laws that the Trump administration has been pushing back against trans health rights, and also Alyssa mentioned how they are trying to make it so that um, cisgender students can sue trans students for being in their space. Well, schools. School schools. Schools. Thank you. Um, and, you know, like in this moment, we're here on the 50th anniversary of Pride and this is happening. Like, do you like how do you feel about this? How does it make you feel about the broader fight for justice? Well, I think it's important that everyone knows that this is the most aggressive presidential administration ever against LGBTQ rights by a mile. It's not even close. I mean, Trump and Pence have spent the past two years aggressively attacking the rights and livelihoods of all LGBTQ people, but specifically trans people. And let me tell you how absolutely cruel they are. This goes far beyond schools, which is bad enough. Uh, right now, they're trying to push a rule through HHS, the Department of, uh, of uh, Health and Human Services, that would basically allow medical providers to deny all medical care to LGBTQ patients based on the provider's personal beliefs. So let me give you a scenario. Say a uh, say trans child breaks their arm uh, or you know, gets, gets really, really sick, something like pneumonia, and they're brought into the emergency room. Under this rule, a medical provider could decline to 
basically treat them because they're trans, and that goes against the medical provider's personal beliefs, which is unprecedented, right? That doesn't, that's not something that people do in the medical community because they have the Hippocratic Oath and uh, a, a, an oath they take to ensure that they treat everyone regardless of uh, background. That's what the Trump administration, uh, Trump administration is trying to do right now at this very moment. Wow. Wow. I did, uh, wow. That is wow. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss for words, Alyssa. Go ahead. Yeah, no. I, hi, Charlotte. This is Alyssa here. So I guess my question goes beyond. I, I understand the point you're just making. And I, I guess the question goes beyond that, which is in terms of actual insurance um, and the ACA, it's my understanding that if you're trans already um, and you have certain types of health care that your insurance company can actually deny to pay, deny you when it comes to paying for things like facial feminizations surgery or paying for hormone treatment or even paying for um, other uh, surgical procedures that trans people may decide to have. Um, And I wanted to know if you could explain how this specific rule also impacts that within the ACA, because I I think my understanding before that was that at least under the Obama administration, the ACA protected against that, um, whereas people who had private plans through their employers might still have those issues, but people who had Affordable Care uh, Affordable Care Act plans would not have those issues, and it seems to me that with the rollback of that rule, that that issue could also arise in the insurance context. That's absolutely correct. It's called Section 1557 in the Affordable Care Act, and basically, it just protects trans people from discrimination in uh, health care and when they're trying to seek uh, uh, care in the um, um, the world of medicine. Uh, and what Trump is trying to do again is strip all anti-transgender protections uh, out of the Affordable Care Act at this very moment. Um, And this is going uh, hand-in-hand with the other regulations they're proposing that would allow doctors to intentionally discriminate against uh, trans people, LGBTQ people in general, uh, and also women, if they, or anyone for that matter, who, who needs access to abortion care and is denied it. Um, so it's it's quite aggressive. Um, I mean, this is this is a life and death issue at this at this uh, point. Yeah, uh, Charlotte, I just wanted to um, help familiarize our audience with you just in case they aren't already following you and your activism. Um, Charlotte is actually works in the communications department at the Human Rights Campaign. She is an Army veteran. Uh, she comes from the South, and she has been a very vocal supporter of you know, Hillary Clinton and all politics and has a huge following on um, on Twitter in particular. And, you know, all that being said, Charlotte, like with the work that you're doing and, you know, know every day you're fighting for these rights but it also has a direct effect on you and your personal life as you are somebody who identifies as uh, trans can you just talk about how um, you know or maybe give some encouragement to others who feel under this administration that you know things are being set back rights are being rolled back and they don't know how to stay encouraged moving forward I know things seem bleak right now uh, because in the media it's being driven by the Republican Party and Trump uh, in a very aggressive manner. What I want folks to know is that the numbers are on our side. The overwhelming majority of Americans are completely on board with transgender rights. Uh, 70% of Americans oppose the uh, ban on trans people in the military. Uh, I think nearly 7 in 10 Americans oppose uh uh, or, or, excuse me, support non-discrimination protections for all LGBTQ people. Um, and, and what I would like folks to really do right now is uh, kind of center their privilege uh, in this discussion. Uh, because, you know, as a, as a white trans woman, um, I am discriminated against for being trans, but I also have a lot of protections uh, because of the privilege I hold. 
what we're really worried about right now are trans people of color. Uh, there have been uh, at least six uh, black trans women killed this year, four in the last uh, two weeks. Uh, and so it's very important that we understand that there is a, um, an aggressive role that white supremacy plays in all of this. Uh, trans people who uh, do not have white privilege are especially vulnerable to violence and discrimination. So really, this is, this is all our fight. I mean, everyone should be in this fight right now uh, because it intersects uh, so broadly with other uh, aspects of uh, oppression and discrimination. Charlotte, thank you so much for taking our time on this Sunday to talk to us. I hope you're going to brunch and having a great day. Oh, girl, I sure am. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell us how to find you. Yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, well, I'm on Twitter at CM Climber. Um, but, you know, y'all, you should really look up uh, other folks as well. You know, Trans Equality, the National Center for Transgender Equality, the Transgender Law Center. Uh, really try to look out for uh, other trans activists on Twitter who uh, need their voices amplified. Thank you so much, Charlotte. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, y'all. Have a good day. You too. Thanks, everybody. Um, that w- that was great. Um, so, you know, speaking of, I think, what where Charlotte just ended is that we all have to be in this fight. Uh, we're getting a comment from Dara Kalima. Dara says, I'm so glad you are having this discussion. Thank you for elevating this critical conversation and for pointing out how similar what is is happening now, so similar to Brown versus Board. We should all be in this fight. I think that's right. I think that one of the most important things right now we need to be doing um, is supporting trans people and specifically, as Car- uh, Charlotte said, supporting trans people of color. Um, and, and one of the things that you can do is rather than donating your money um, to some kind of like, you know, pride fund, for example, you can support a trans person directly. You know, there are many trans people that are struggling right now. Um, they have uh, PayPal accounts. They have GoFundMes like support an LGBT person directly rather than, you know, not not saying HRC isn't doing a great job. I, I think HRC does do a good job. And there's a lot of other trans organizations out out there that are doing great jobs and if you want to if you have money you want to support them that way you should um but you know if you don't have money you can still support a trans person by just being there being there for to be somebody to talk to um you know somebody to go out to dinner with somebody to you know tell be there so if they need somebody to just lean on like you can support p- trans people through your money and through your support and you can do that directly yeah, so Selena, you can go ahead. We're pretty much like running short on time right now, so if folks have some final thoughts about that, that'd be really helpful. You can also look into the Marsha P. Johnson Institute. That's a great organization that you can you should definitely give your coins to. Give your coins to the Marsha P. Johnson Institute. Um, there are also activists who are doing this work, like Erin um, Lang, who we had in the show last year. She's a great person. You can find her on Facebook, A-A-R-O-N-L-A-N-G. You can find her on Facebook. She has a cash app. She has a Venmo. Send her some coins. Um, you, um, L, L. Hearns, you can, that's a singer. Sorry, <laughs> I'm going to get the right name for the second person and put it on our Facebook chat and in the um, show notes as well for folks. But there are plenty of ways to give you money. Selena, do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, I was just going to say um, outside of that, um, being politically active always helps a lot. Um, we have a really big election coming up. Um, and I know that, you know, not only has, you know, Trump been trying to portray that he's all for LGBTQ rights, but he's not, um, you know, we need to hold him accountable while he still is in office and make sure that we take our activism and our protests, our feelings and everything else to the polls and vote for someone who will protect trans rights. 
And just a final word on that. I, I just want to make sure that we're just telling that any trans youth that might be listening to this show, you are valued. You are important. You should have hope. Right now, as Charlotte pointed out, there are a lot of setbacks and it feels really, really difficult. And it can be especially difficult if you're a young trans person and especially a young trans person of color. There are resources out there for you. You are an amazing person. You are valued and respected. And, you know, we want to be in this fight for you and never think that you are less than because you are trans and i want to close this out i don't want to pontificate to you guys i actually want to yield the floor to a poem that a, um a cadence cold posted and that a, um omar shabazz shared and it says one more time for the people in the back seats pride exists because of women pride exists because of black women pride exists because of trans women pride exists because of black trans women who were sex workers pride exists because of black bisexual trans women who was a sex worker that threw a brick at a cop Pride exists because of a black bisexual trans woman who was a sex worker that threw a brick at a cop and started a riot, started a riot against the state. Her name was Marsha P. Johnson. Don't lose this month in rainbow capitalism and unabashed racism because of the privilege of being white while queer. If you aren't supporting the queer people of color, trans, trans women, and queer sex workers, you aren't celebrating pride. You are celebrating rainbow capitalism and police brutality. Trans lives are still in danger. Marsha P. Johnson was found mysteriously, mysteriously dead by the river, and they said it was suicide. I highly doubt that. Trans lives matter. We have to keep on fighting for them. We have to be allies and comrades. And if you feel like you don't know how to step in, then talk to a friend or look into the Marsha P. Johnson Institute. With that being said, guys, we are out of here. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your Sunday. And, of course, you can always look out for us on podcast. Lena, let them know. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, you can always support us on Patreon.com. That's Patreon.com slash BeHeardRadio. If you support us with a monetary donation, we will continue to support the causes and issues that matter to you. Happy Sunday, guys.